This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On this podcast, we talk about warm-ups. Obviously, it's the lead up to Crouchfest. We talk about warming up for Crouchfest. Plenty of you got in touch about what you're doing beforehand. It took me way back to being a substitute and what I do for warm-ups. We get right into what Chris is doing in his barbecuing life, which I've got no interest in. Um, his clothes as well, which we have great interest in. And Sids is talking about one man goes from a bench and warms up on his own. Stay vigilant because that is important in this pod. Hello, welcome to that Peter Crouch podcast. Uh, got the notorious SID with me and uh, and Chris Stark, and also Ryan's joined us because this part of the po- podcast which's uh, sponsored by Brewdog. What yeah, we, we, got, we got a new beer coming in, have we, to the podcast? What's going on? Yeah, so we're going back to the uh, going back to the, the kind of classic styles, but we're putting a new spin on it. So we've gone with Hazy Jane today. Um, so it's a it's a new beer, um, new style for for the world. It only came around in about 2011, so super super fresh. Um, and what the idea here is, it's called a New England IPA. Before I try this, Ryan, um, controversial glass, I feel. Yeah, I know, I'm never sure how I get on with these sort of short, fat, chode-like glasses. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? They're quite a big, quite a big kind of grip you need to to kind of maintain mm, little the, hands uh, as well, and yeah. and sort of raw strength to be able to yeah, lift yeah, it yeah. compared to a what, normal... What's the thought process? Like a fat shot. Do you know what? A I don't, fat shot? I don't know what the thought process behind the shape in the glass mm. is. It does get people talking an awful lot, but around the glass, we've is actually it? got a history of Brewdog, um, especially where there's a little tank on there somewhere, which was uh, when the guys launched this bar that we're in today. They drove a tank down the high street to kind of announce nice. themselves to Camden, which is pretty cool. I like um, this bar, to be honest. Yeah. It's good, isn't it? Well, um, in terms of the beer name itself then, Hazy Jane, I get it's hazy, it's cloudy. I, I like this about Brewdog. They come up with good names for that. Why the Jane? Who's Jane? I mean, it might allude to Mary Jane, if we're all familiar with Mary Jane. No. There's a slight dankness in the beer that you might find the smell is similar to something else that might be bought on the streets, as it were. Okay. Oh, um, I do. Oh, I so dear. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's refreshing. Mm. That is nice. Mm. Cloudy. It's cloudy. Mm. Hazy. Hazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what about nicknames? Like, I guess, bring this back into football. Um, we've we've heard some classic nicknames on the podcast before, haven't we? We've talked yeah. generally about nicknames. Um, it's sometimes hard to think. I was trying to think if we came up with beer names, I guess we would use some sort of um, same process we would use for coming up with nicknames for each other. How would you go about it, Pete? What? 
Uh, well, we've talked about nicknames so much on this podcast, and we've had so many belters like Sniper's Nightmare and Man Bat. Yeah. Th- these ones all could be good brew dog, but all these could be great really brew dog beers, couldn't they? Yeah, they could be. Yeah, well, a Man Bat is one of the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, and yeah. I think 006, another one <laughs> with one of Jono's mates, yeah. um, James Pond. Yeah, uh, the great nicknames and all names I suppose you can associate to a beer at Brew Dog. Yeah, other ways of doing it, I guess, is have you ever done the old um, sort of um, nickname generator? Mm. It's it's kind of, it's your adult uh, sort of porn star name as well. That is yeah. kind of similar idea. So mm. I think um, the general one is what? Your pet. Your first pet and your mother's maiden name. Yeah, yeah. and that gives you a decent nickname mm. for what could be a Brewdog beer. I've got an absolute belter. Go on. Uh, Buster Dickin. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Stop it, is it? No, that's yeah, it. Genuinely, Buster Dickin is my... It's my first pet was Buster. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Buster Dickin, yeah. Wow. You got one? Uh, yeah. Toby Nash. Toby Nash! <laughs> Toby I've Nash. I've seen him before. Toby Nash, that was like he's carrying. Yeah, he's carrying. Yeah. Toby <laughs> was the pet. Yeah. Toby, yeah. Hold on a minute. <laughs> Nash. You had, a, you had an animal called Toby. <laughs> pet dog, yeah. Dog? Yeah. yeah. Toby. Mine would be Finley Roach. Finley Roach? Yeah. Buster Dickin is outrageous, considering it's for an adult film. Well, this is something that we love on the podcast anyway, right? Nicknames. So if you've got, if your mate's got an amazing nickname, if you've got a nickname for one of us, potentially, a nickname for any of the beers. Yeah, give it a think. And um, we're going to put a post out on our Twitter and Instagram. So just go there, go to our socials, and you can leave comments. Or even better, leave voice notes, because we can play some of the best ones out as well. Obviously, the best ones will get featured on the pod. Um, Plus, we're going to send out some prizes to the ones we really love. So creative nicknames, I imagine, is what we're... Mm. we're after here and we'll send out those prizes thanks to Brudo alright let's crack on with the rest of the pod uh, I see you've um, gone really safe this week yeah, well, we all <laughs> have, have right? <laughs> we all have well you have as well like, why so. why clobber he's, he's on point all the time you've gone uh, safe I don't deny it this isn't a fashion podcast you know I don't understand got a bit, when this got became... a bit of heat last time didn't this you? is you it with you, you know the Quidditch kind of Harrow School. Yeah, yeah. The rugby I, vibe. I drew massive heat for the um, stripy top that I was wearing last time. I didn't think it was that controversial. But you're right. We did actually say that this week we were going to uh, we were going to come sort of dressed up yeah. for the occasion. We haven't done that, have we? No. We haven't done that. No. no. Well, well, we all forgot. We all forgot. <laughs> if you, listen, if you want to put it to the task, I'm more than happy. I'll just bring my normal gear in. You'll have to just go in. you have to go shopping. This isn't you dressed up, though, is it? No, but I still look very smart. What about you? Uh, sort of standard crouch wear, this. Pretty isn't standard it? crouch wear. Yeah, like, I'll be honest with you, I, I, none of us have done it. No. <laughs> right, we, we no, didn't we do that game. No. But we, we should have done. But I think also it would be nice to allow a bit of time for. We do clearly have quite a lot of fashion people listening to this. Um, I've had so many messages. There was one that says, um, Stripes aren't flattering on you. Uh, there was a certain cut of shirt I need to wear in future. Oh, really? Fashionistas? Right. Yeah, which is good because, yeah. as I was saying, I've never had a style. So I'm open to being, you know, Would you be, a, would you be up for having a makeover? If someone came in, got in touch and said, listen, I will... Absolutely. Oh, right. So if someone we, could make down. me look great. Yeah, well, right. I think okay. all of us would agree to that, wouldn't we? Yeah. Well, stylists, please get in touch. Mm-hmm. I um, think you're wasted at the moment, Sid. You're a very good-looking bloke. Mm. I just <laughs> think it's like... <laughs> This, this, but no, I don't like the but. 
<laughs> no, but do you know what I mean, Pete? It's like he is an exceptionally good-looking guy. Yeah, yeah. You've said that a few times. Yeah, you, you, you're not having his club, right? You don't. No, not, I think I don't think you make the most of yourself. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah okay. I mean yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> I'll get dressed up next time for the pod. Um, anyway, just talking a bit of pod admin, um, Pete. You were quite late today, yeah. and since well, ten minutes. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, it's still blank. All right, yeah, I apologise. Sid threw out the idea of what's the fine going to be. Okay. Mm. And we'd never really considered a sort of fines thing for the podcast. Fine system. Yeah, yeah no, I'm, 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 I'm happy with that. That's, uh, I think that's a good show. Sid, what, what do you think? Um, well, we could donate to like a Christmas fund. That's quite nice. Yeah, that, maybe. We could, if you want to go financial, you could do that. We could do uh, losing points on the leaderboard. Of the um, um, that would hurt, wouldn't it? Yeah, that, <laughs> it would was, would that, would, that would hurt. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'm open to suggestions. If there's mm. people out there want to yeah. bring some ideas to the table, yeah. As I said, Christmas is coming. Um, we've got an advert. Um, you can't just throw that out. That's it's phenomenal. It's an advert in the mix. Yeah, um, a pudding's is massive advert. Yeah, we've filmed parts of it now, um, <laughs> and it's, it's, it is happening. Uh, I don't know. If, you know it. I think it might have been announced by the time this goes out now. Okay. So in case you haven't heard and you may be hearing this for the first time, the Puddings is Massive Christmas advert. Do you remember we talked about this a few mm -hmm. weeks ago and we said we wanted a Christmas advert that could rival any supermarket or any massive store. They spend millions on these Christmas adverts. And we had this idea and we floated the idea about a little Steve Sidwell being deprived of puddings at a young age and could we bring this to life somehow? And then Crouchy, you went and called in a couple of favours. Yeah. And in only only this podcast could this happen. We now have a, a full TV advert. To rival the big dog. <laughs> which I believe is going out on TV as well. Well, I believe it's the I believe it's the I mean it's the biggest time for for adverts around Christmas. Uh, and we've we've put ourselves in the mix and hopefully you think it's it's up there with the with the big dogs. Oh, it's so funny. It's, it's phenomenal. It's the fact that people spend so much money on these adverts and go like to such lengths and extremes and planning and everything, and we've just gone and thrown this out there. So I guess on our socials and that we'll be telling you when you can watch this. And I think it'd be great if everyone can watch along and we make a real moment Ooh, of it. Yeah. yeah, we have like a premiere or something like that. Yeah, when it drops, we need some support. Mm. We need you guys to kind of get it out as much as possible because mm. what we want is to kind of beat everyone else. And um, we don't know what the others have got yet, do we, no. at this stage? We we don't know what, but say, John Lewis have first, got. I think it's, it's a belt. It's a strong start. It's, it's a very I mean, strong start. I mean, he's got 100 years behind them. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Peter Crouch from that Peter Crouch podcast. And uh, this is the biggest football podcast in the world, believe it or not. And uh, what I've noticed is not all of you are subscribing. And if you want more of this incredible content, you need to subscribe. I was like you once. I didn't subscribe. I didn't know how. But it's you that we're after. Hit the subscribe button and you'll get a hell of a lot more content. And I'll enjoy every minute of it. Don't be a Carl. Lads, you know on the last podcast... One thing I noticed as well, we got into a bit of a, um, I don't want to say argument, it was lively debate around Oh, it's just barbecues. healthy, it's a healthy, yep. you know, barbecue debate. Yeah, and we were talking about uh, David Beckham's barbecue setup because we've seen it in the documentary. A few people have been in touch and they wanted to point out, and it's true this, we didn't really discuss this, have you noticed how he just cooks one mushroom on yeah, the... Yeah, did notice yeah. that, yeah. Well, yeah. you know him, what was that about? 
I mean, he's meticulous in everything he does. So maybe he does it one mushroom at a time. But it's just a bizarre thing because I didn't clock it at the time. I was too distracted by how amazing his barbecue setup mm. was. But when you watch it back, he is just, he's gone, got one mushroom. <laughs> I mean, considering the, the setup and the gear that he's got, he's just chopped up one mushroom. It's very true. But maybe I reckon someone's gone like, no one's here, but can you just like show us how it works? And he's going, oh, I should do this mushroom. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think he wasn't expecting that the mushroom would be in the thing. I yeah, think yeah. they've just gone, no, nah, we're just filming you from like, yeah, hands yeah, up. Yeah. They've stitched him there, haven't they? And the poor guy, he's put the oil down and everything for one mushroom. Well, he's done the honey, hasn't he, before that? So maybe he's just doing that one honey <laughs> yeah. mushroom. So is that his thing? Was he into his mushrooms? Like, was it? <laughs> no, I'm just interested if this is his like signature I, I, I feel, thing. I'm not, not sure. I think his barbecuing's kind of a, a new thing. But he's never come around your house with, say, a bowl of mushrooms. Never, and... never. If you no. was to film a documentary, what would your signature barbecue... Cook me. Well, I'm half tempted to if go you were doing and do the Beckham mushrooms on my barbecue. Like, I think it would be nice. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's well, one at I'm, a time? Or I think that's the thing as well. It's the fact it's one mushroom. Mm. He do, and he eats the mushroom at the end. It's and like he seasons it as well. <laughs> yeah. It did look a nice mushroom. <laughs> it did, it did look lovely. <laughs> it did. Well, thinking about it, Crouchfest is not far away. We're sort of warming up for Crouchfest, mm. aren't we? It's a huge event. A massive event. And I thought what we could maybe dig into today, Pete, is like, you know when you've had these massive games or these big, big, mm. big sort of sporting occasions, how you prepare for them, how you warm up for them, how you get into the right headspace to mm. take on those kind of massive games. Yeah, this is, I don't know how you feel about this. Like, I, I think the, <clears throat> the kind of preparation to, to a game, the nerves, like there are parts of it where I actually am glad I retired that kind of nervous energy it wasn't oh, nice just, yeah, did you have that oh, I love that there were times where I was like is that is the, yeah I, I get what you know, mean like and obviously overcoming it it was the best feeling in the world yeah. like, there's nothing better like and, and I realised that you have to have those nerves to to overcome them to have that huge high but like I don't I don't miss there's parts of that where, where I'm like oh, when I'm sitting I'm thinking oh god this is mass, like it's such a big game, yeah. that kind of thing. But I loved it because I overcome it. And I overcome it so many times. But there are there are elements to that that I don't miss. See, I, I, that's the one part that I do miss. Mm. I miss that that out of body, like feeling the nerves, the anxious. You can't wait to get started. Um, the aches, the pains. Like, I, that's what I miss more than anything. How far would you look ahead? So if you're playing week to week as a football season anyway, but you know that there's, say, a Champions League looming. Mm. How much is it present at mind when you're still playing the weekly games? Or is it mm. something that you only really properly get into in the few days before? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I didn't. Uh, if I was playing on a Saturday with a massive Champions League semi-final on a Tuesday, um, I suppose I, I, it might be slightly different because that's so big. Yeah. Like, you would have an element of that, like, on that Tuesday. But the majority of the time, you're... You're in that game. Once once you're out there, you're not thinking about anything else other than no. winning that game. Yeah, really. I don't. Yeah. I don't. Th I no. don't think. But um, yeah, the preparation, like so week to week. So say if I had a game Saturday, you know, you might have, if you haven't got a game till the following Saturday, you try and decompress from that Saturday night. And by decompress, I mean have a beer. Really, mm -hmm. that was that was how I did it. Uh, Sunday, you know, you might be in for a light warm up or have a. Um, day off <clears throat> then Monday, Tuesday you're kind of like it's about training you're not really 
then Wednesday you'd be off. I really, I really get obviously you know who you're going to be playing Saturday, but I think <clears throat> when you come in on Thursday, you are game mode. Yeah. Like it doesn't start Saturday morning; it starts Thursday. Yeah. Would you That's say the that? Prep. Yeah, the Thursday prep. morning. Yeah, definitely. Mm. You come in Thursday morning, you're on it for like the game Saturday. Training Thursday, eating correctly, early nights, doing things right. Friday, even more so, everything done like really, really correctly. Like concentrating on who you're going to f- visualizing, who you're going to be playing against. Saturday morning again. Obviously, there's a lot more to that, but I think Thursday morning is when it starts. Starting for me. Same for you. Thursday was always prep. Most clubs Thursday to, to game day minus two. So Saturday to th- Thursday was always the one where it was the detailed. This is how we're going to line up. Right? Okay, if this is their threat down the center of the pitch or a certain winger, this is how we're going to nullify that. This is how we're going to play. And then Friday was more of the set pieces, more of a ticking over kind of day, just getting right for the Saturday. Did anyone do anything different? Like we t- we touched on Felix McGat last last week. Yeah. Like on a Thursday, Friday, did he just blow your mind? Like because weren't you in like all week, so you didn't yeah. have the regular kind of mentality like when we were playing was Monday, Tuesday hard, you know, Monday still lighter from the weekend, Tuesday quite hard. Yeah. Usually a Wednesday off if you've got no game. Thursday tactical, Friday even more tactical, yeah. game Saturday, right? But with him, yeah. Out of the window. Out of the window. Yeah. He'll runs on a Friday to get fit for the game the next I day. Find that mad. Yeah. Mm. If we didn't play well on the Saturday, which we often probably didn't at Fulham that season went down, we'd be in on a Sunday. Um doing the videos and analysis runs again, probably on a Sunday. So there's all, listen, every manager's different. Uh, well, I watched Gary O'Neill on Monday Night Football. I don't know if you see it. He was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, the money just gone. And he gave a different insight to how players now mm. want to be coached. The, the days of running and screaming, shouting, they're gone. They, like players, they need analysis. They need clips. They need all the attention to detail to go into a game. That's the new generation. That's the On new a very way. individual level, do you mean? Yep, yep. And now they've got, uh, football clubs now have got staff that accommodate for that. So you'll have sort of staff that will be, right, I'll work with the midfield players. I'll show them their clips. Defensive staff, in possession, out of possession. The, the, the list is endless now. Ooh. It's... it's the way, the way players are now, like they 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 ask questions a level up more. I think like if I think of some of the managers I I, I played under, if I went and asked them questions, shut up. You just get told. Whereas I think now, like you know, I remember uh, Rio telling me when um, Pochettino was at PSG and he went to interview Pochettino and Mbappe, and Mbappe came in after training and he was talking to Pochettino and like asking him on a tactics board like why are we doing this why are we, why don't we play like that like and it was all like a discussion mm. I think about some of the managers that I if I said right yeah, come in uh, let's get in the office mm. and like talk like they just they just wouldn't entertain that yeah. it was very much they're the boss whereas now obviously I think players are taking maybe a lot more interest and managers are probably allowing them to express their thoughts on, on the but game but is that managers also being proactive on that so rather than even just condoning it or letting that happen, are managers different now in that they want players to have this information? They yeah. want to, they're almost outsourcing more to yeah. the various members of staff that you talk they're about. They're getting more and more staff now. They yeah. are. Staff now are like six, seven, eight deep. We'll see the two buses now. Yeah. They're like when you two arrive buses. for a game, like it's, it's standard. Tommy, two buses, isn't it? Like, <laughs> I've never really clocked that before. Yeah, mate, like in the Premier League now, it's just it's just a, became the norm. Like since COVID, that I think that's when it kind of came in. 
it was the two buses situation because yeah. of, you know, they were splitting people up and it was social distancing a little bit and there was bubbles, wasn't there? But now it's just continued. So there's now two buses to every Premier League team. And that's like mad. Yeah, City was the first team to do that. I remember when I was playing, they'd turn up with two buses. Um, are they ident uh, identical buses? Yeah, two, are they? yeah they two, exactly, yeah, the same. exactly yeah. the same. So sort of... Oh, that, no, I, they are the now. They are now. I think before it was team bus, minibus. So you always see that with the president, yeah, two, don't you? Two, when two, he's rolling yeah, through in an entourage, you get them two presidential vehicles. You know, one is a almost decoy. Mm. Some of those grounds you go to, you know, one of those massive games as well, it can be quite kind of intimidating when people line the streets. You've experienced it, mm. Pete. Oh, yeah, Where yeah, all the like, flares and, yeah. Mm. If you have a decoy bus, in a way, you know, mm. maybe that helps. Mm. That was it. I went, yeah. to, I went to Ed Sheeran uh, a long ago. <laughs> and uh, he had, <coughs> obviously, kind of seen what was going on. And he goes in like that little, the little, like, Oh, the flight van. case. And they they threw him up because his, uh, his gig was in the middle of the stage. Obviously, he didn't want to just walk out and everyone go, like, he wanted to come out up. So they pretend so he's they, equipment. They, so he's in the equipment yeah. um, truck yeah. and they wheel him to the middle of the stage oh, and then he comes up. But does oh. everyone know? Because you see this at quite a lot of concerts now. So has everyone just cottoned on to the fact that... Well, I don't know. I, I think I might have just blown it up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure that tour's over now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope it is anyway. It's been done before, not, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just talking of gigs and... and uh, Concerts and stuff. Obviously, that this is my first Crouch Fest that's going to be coming up. Uh, so, in terms of prep, is there any advice that you'd give me for to, for prepping for? I wouldn't do it on a hangover. Of course not, because it's no, it's prep. insanely loud. It's Saturday, Saturday, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Saturday. You have your Saturday night. It's the same procedure yeah. as a match, I would say. Yeah. So go big the Wednesday. Week relax. Play okay. golf. Let your head clear. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah. The game's gone the weekend. You know, Wednesday, then Thursday, get your head on. Yeah. I mean, crouch for Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Friday, we'll do some light, Friday, light, light rehearsal. We'll do some prep. Yeah. We'll do yeah. some prep. A little, little bit of prep. Walk-ons. It'll be uh, light, though. It won't <laughs> yeah. be too... We'll walk, yeah. Nothing yeah. too heavy. Yeah. Walk-ons, you know, various bits and pieces, guests. Yeah. How to deal with the crowd, how to block it all out. You know I mean? mm -hmm. So take that on board. Yeah. Um, we'll walk you through it. Pre-match. Sam Rat. For the pre-match, or is that just a big no-no? Uh, where did we? What did we do last time? We got we into, did, because we got into we got into the bowels of the stadium um, early doors, didn't we? Yeah, I think the tricky thing is Friday. Um, just as a point of order, you'll have um, there'll be various fireworks evenings and things like that. So I imagine you'll need to do fireworks with the family on Friday yeah. evening. We'll do some light rehearsal fireworks on Friday because you won't be able to do that on the Saturday for bonfire night. You'll be at Crouch Fest, of course. Mm. Deal with the family stuff on the Friday evening. Look after the family. And Saturday, really, they are irrelevant. Um, it's all just Crouch Fest. I've got, got a few uh, uh, <laughs> listener messages. They're, they're saying um, how they're preparing, actually, for Crouch Fest. Cal says he's going to the Mill game beforehand, <laughs> nice. uh, which is fine. Uh, Ryan said he's getting pissed. Uh, he's going to slaughter some chickens <laughs> and then find uh, a cow to shout. Uh, sorry. Then find a Carl to shout piss off at. Okay. Uh, Mikel's going to Box Park. Um, you know, quite, quite a few, quite a lot of people year. go there. You know, the one at Wembley. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a big day. Do you know? Well, Park, didn't you pop in there? Well, this is this is what I'm thinking. What I I think could be a bit of a laugh is potentially we pop our heads because it's the it's the first stop, the last stop. Sorry, before yeah. If we get a chance to sneak out, we should run in there. 
play a quick freed from desire, pints in the air, and then back into Wembley Arena. Mm. Potentially, that, that will get it going. Uh, not that it needs getting. But in all honesty, like <laughs> I've got because it's later in the evening, and I'm looking at some of these things, like going to Millwall, mm. um, getting to Box Park for twelve thirty kickoff. That's a, you know we. We're, we're on at like seven. Yeah, you've got yeah. to be careful. I think people got very excited last year. One of the best things, I don't know about you, Crouchy, if you'd agree with this, but one of the best things was throughout the day and we were doing rehearsals and we, were, we weren't we were sure how it was really going to go first time doing Wembley Arena. And it was throughout the day starting to get tagged in all the pictures of people in fancy dress and all that making their way you know, meeting up with mates, stuff like that. And throughout the day, this just got more and more and more. And me and Crouch would be showing each other, it's like, look at these guys that are coming. Yeah. And they're all at train stations. And it was like groups of people meeting other groups of people going there and then all joining together. Yeah, yeah. That's one of the group best of referees meeting it. a group of chickens. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they were like in Waterloo or something. It's, it's like, like a load of nuns mixing with... I, I went up early puddings. as well. I went up early with a group and you could see... We, we, we end up going into the West End and having a bite to eat quickly but, and shut up on the tube as well. And you could see who was going. If you were real far. <laughs> you could see, like, you could just give you, it was just the, like the oh, nod. That's what's so special about it. And like, I mean, I don't know if we talk about it enough, really. It's just like we're going, oh, crashes is happening. But like, we haven't, we don't announce anything yeah, other than true. We're going to do it. Yeah. And that's what I love that, you know, it's like 12,000 people, isn't it? 12,000 yeah, people. Yeah, sell out. Sold out, like, and, we, and the difference is we could, and we've said this with all the crowds, we've done three crowds, this will be the third, the trilogy, right? The hat trick. Mm -hmm. um, we could say what's happening, but actually it says so much more that people are willing to just trust us with it. And it is good. It is brilliant. Like mm -hmm. actually there's no, there's actually no nervousness from our side. It's going to be such a fun night, fantastic night. We've got everything we really wanted. Yeah. Everything, really everything we it. kind of like put into place has come off. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I can vouch for this, uh, even by being involved in the early plans and the ideas that was thrown on the table, it was astounding to me that they could actually become reality. Yeah, reality. Because, because people do it for a laugh as well. Like, that's what's quite nice about it. Is people come and get involved because they like the podcast. And, yeah. wanna, and that's the difference between probably what we put on and what others, you know, try and put on. Yeah. Um, but on that as well, we should say... It has, I think, sold out Crouch Festival. Mm. There's a, a few seats floating about if you're lucky. No, they won't, um, but they won't what, be what, off when I'm finished. But what we should say is um, if you can't go to Crouch Fest, you know, if you can't if you can't get the tickets or, or whatever, it's just, you know, a bit trickier this year. We are going to do a special podcast for Crouch Fest, so you won't miss out on all the kind of key important stuff that's going on. And no doubt we're going to do this again another time. So just one of those. If you can't make it, you know, it's going to be great for those that are there, but hopefully we can make a, a pretty good podcast out of it. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. As well. That's always important, I think, because you've got to remember that we have a great event. There's so many people that listen to this stuff. That aren't coming. Yeah, can't, of course. Can't come. Yeah. Most people can't listening. come. So we got to make the podcast as, as as special as the as the event. Yeah, 
Going back to um, the sort of the routine of playing football and, and looking ahead to the weekends and that, what I was interested to know from you guys, how much did it sort of bleed into your personal life at home? So would you say have a big game on Saturday and then like I'm playing golf with a load of dads tomorrow. It's my what second round of golf this. Ooh. Third, I did one full 18, one nine, and this is the second full 18. And I'm finding before I go to sleep, I'm thinking about it. Like I'm trying to ingrain in my head, like imagine what it'd be like to drive because, you know, it's all a bit nervy and I'm going to be shit, but I'm trying to be a bit better than I was before. But how much would it bleed into your personal life, that game on the Saturday? Did it kind of occupy you too much or were you quite good at a lot, separating? A lot. Like I, I was 30. I want to go Sid this, right? Because I was, I was 30 by the, when I had my first baby, right? And I thought... I was, I was still played another eight years, so I did have, you know, but like that lack of sleep and mm. kind of like where where do you draw the line? I was like actually now you you need to do this because I've got a big game tomorrow. Yeah, like where, obviously you were earlier than me, yeah. so how did it kind of having having a baby and being a footballer? How did the, how yeah did we we had this combo the other day actually with my eldest. He's he's a scholar at the minute at AFC Wimbledon, and uh, he was talking to his girlfriend and about early part of my career when having a baby and what happened the night before the prep for the game exactly like this and I was going to spare room Yeah, that was it she'd do the night feed I'd go in the spare room sleep. on a Friday on a Friday night yeah. what about Thursday if I could get a Wednesday Thursday <laughs> <laughs> see I used to do Thursday Friday like when I was Did 30 you? yeah 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 Thursday I'd, Friday I'd say Oof, that's it, too much for me with the baby obviously I'm sort of when they're like a little bit older of course yeah but with the baby, I was like, no, nah, because like, it's every few hours, isn't it? Yeah. And it kills you for, for the game. It does. But from looking at it from the other side, uh, you know, and having gone through this myself, it is quite hard to even, if you're in the spare room, detach yourself. Yeah. Or was it quite easy to no, just go like, no, no, I'm working? Yeah, yeah. No, it was hard. Yeah, I agree. And it's probably, it's interesting that you had this discussion the other day, Sid, because I, I, it's probably not a discussion I've heard too much in football about how... Um, how brilliant your partner must be to be kind of taking on that side of of that bit of your career because mm. you must not just want to get involved sometimes, but you're so used to growing up being told you, your discipline is around that game. Like yeah. this, this baby is more important. Yeah, 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 of course, yeah. of course. But like if you but can you split your time. And listen, don't get me wrong, I paid for it Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, can't, can't have a Thursday, Friday off without the punishment that comes earlier in the week. So yeah, I got that as well. It's like, well, you know, what with the pleasure comes the pain. It's, it's yeah. a sta standard for yeah. relationships. The other half is uh, is a big factor. They know, they know, they they do all the prep with you. They go like, listen, leave dad. You know, it's even to the point of the food and what I used to eat the same meal every Friday night. But would that ever Friday nights? Chicken pasta. Yeah. Jacket potato, uh, half a jacket potato, cheese and beans. But would that frustrate your family sometimes that even though you've got this, say, for example, new baby, that's the most important thing to to you all and to you both, What would it ever frustrate them that still the football, the priority of the football and that job didn't change? Uh, no, because no. on our last, we gave birth to Emmy on the Monday. I played a game on a Tuesday. Did you? Yeah. What would a manager yeah. normally do for a 
birth of a child like would one you get... day like one, one day like, yeah yeah, like, oh, one, yeah the, like the that the day of the birth and then back in the next day like really? that's yeah that's yeah, like, I, I, I don't it. think there's many kind of industries that that happens in really yeah. But like I remember, but it Roy is in the contract though. Yeah. If you actually, it is on our contracts. You can take maternity leave. But also, you'd be dropped, wouldn't you? Like, yeah, you, but it's you know, found, Yeah, you can't go to the gaff. I mean, I'm if I two said weeks to you, off, have two weeks off. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I remember Roy Keane. Was Roy, was it Roy Keane? Who said yeah. that? Was, it, was it Robbie Keane who was um, who had a baby when they were away with, with Ireland? Yeah. I don't yeah. know who it was. Yeah. But um, the press asked uh, Roy, like, will he be back today to to train? Obviously, having the birth of the baby and he said well he hasn't had the baby is he yeah and I went, well, <laughs> yeah but i just thought he said well yeah he'd be fine obviously it's not it's not he's, yeah. he's not in any physical he hasn't had the baby himself he was like well don't be absolutely ridiculous of course he's about of course he's in do you think a paternity leave should be almost enforced do you think it should be that you're told to take two weeks no no because i think players want to get out of the house uh, also you've got to remember it is a nice thing sometimes <laughs> to have your baby and um and then and then Go out. <laughs> is that, is that wrong? I'm no, no, being honest. Being honest. Being honest. <laughs> We're all thinking it. We love it. It's amazing. But you know, to to say, yeah. got to go now. And I, yeah. Like, as much as I love having all my children, of course, you do want. You yeah. do need to. I, I remember in the season once I bumped into um, the season finished literally a couple of days after. I went to Vegas and Kev Nolan was on our flight, and his mate, his best mate, come. And uh, he told me his wife gave, uh, gave birth to his first child the day before. And he went to Vegas the day after. And he, and he said, like, you know, the, the kid's not going to remember. I've, I weren't there for the first four days of its life. Yeah. And I'll be doing nothing anyway. So that's, that was his excuse. You get away with justifying it like that for about three years, though. Yeah. yeah <laughs> the first three years, they won't remember anything. Yeah, oh, I might as well go to Vegas. Remember yeah. <laughs> I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> what about um okay babies aside what about um let's say missus's birthday on a match day was that hard to deal with did that interfere with the warm-up for the game Boy, well, i was thinking about it well you've got to make a special thing of their birthday haven't you Nothing, nothing got in the way of football at all for me. This is what I'm gently trying no, to no, no, figure no, no, out. No, I, don't, I don't think anything got no, in the I'm way at all of my preparation. Yeah, no. I've missed loads of birthdays. Anything that... I've missed so many. But yeah, back they, that was backseat. And that's part yeah. and parcel of being married to a footballer. Yeah. I, don't know, I, don't, I, I, think, I think if you ask anyone's partner's I don't, think, I don't think much gets in the way of kind of preparing for Okay, for, for example... It's quite selfish in that way, but I think it is you're bit. at an elite level. Right? Abs, right, Abs has no interest in football whatsoever, yeah. right? So you've got a big game on Saturday. That Friday night, how much are you thinking about that game? Because it sounds to me you couldn't really have conversations with Abs about necessarily the ins and outs of the big game the next day. No. But, she, but then would you I be lying in bed silently just going like, shit, this is big, like... Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't talk to her about who I've got tomorrow. She wouldn't. She wouldn't know the difference between you know Barcelona in the new Camp or you know a Carabao Cup. Yeah. You know, Bradford. In, Bradford in the Carabao Cup. She doesn't know. You know, this is both. They're both big games. Be both big games to me. But she would know the difference between what a big game would be yeah. and, a, and yeah. a small game. Yeah. Um, so there's no real, no real point. But I just say to her, look, I've got to prepare. And to be fair to her, she was always very good with that I yeah. said look it's a short career and we can enjoy um, our time kind of when that career is finished uh, and now I'll do this 
<laughs> and I've got to prepare. No, because I've got to prepare. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because if I'm if I'm off it on this, well, absolutely, yeah. and you should prepare. Oh yeah, well, you I should do. be in the spare room the I night do. before a yeah, podcast. Yeah, I was. As well. I was. <laughs> I get more stick for coming to work in calling this work than I do playing football. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, this is work, uh, Steve. It is work though. Okay, yeah, but it I'll is go though. along with it. It's it's it is work. <laughs> it's work. What do you want? It's work. It's work. <laughs> hey, this is work. <laughs> it's work. <laughs> it's fair play what if I you boys can her, get away with that. No, but what I say <laughs> to her is, is, it's like, it's not my fault. I've got a job that I enjoy. Well, that's an interesting one. That's a discussion I often have with my missus. It's like, she's like, job yeah, but you enjoy job. it. And I'm like, well, yeah. So what do you want me to do? Do you want me to like be, be, be like down, down a mine for like 15 hours? Not enjoying myself. <laughs> or do you want your loved one to enjoy them themselves? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> I bet you've said this. I, said <laughs> I can picture Because she goes, yeah, but you're just going to get pissed with your mates. And I went, like, no, I'm no, going Brew to... Brewdog sponsor. Come the, to work. And they sponsor, so we have to try the beer. Exactly. We don't, the, we don't want our to, brand, necessarily. Our brand is in a pub talking about football. <laughs> <laughs> just so happens I enjoy doing that as well with my off time okay we're sort of talking about warming up for big events but what about mid game right and you're you're asked to, you, you're given the curly finger and you're told to go out and, and warm up mm. right well if you're a sub if you're a sub right how easy is that routine of getting right into the game and what do you need to do you boys let's start with both of you what do you yeah. need to do to get into that mind yeah, frame well, of... well first of all there's a few there's a few ones where they don't wait for the curly finger there, there's a few parch ones that get up and go across like the manager's eye line but they rarely go on their own like normally when I see oh, no, people warming up some of the keep your eye out for parched there's a few right if you're at a game this weekend right yeah. keep an eye out for a parched sub right a single <laughs> sub is a, is a red there, flag. Right? And I don't, I don't like to get warmed up until at least half an hour into the game, right? Because you're not getting on, really. So let's just take in the game for half an hour and then we'll start switching on and thinking about coming on. Every now and then you'll get a parched, right? And he'll jump up and you go, what the fuck's he going? <laughs> and you have, you have a little peek. Like, and, then, and then the fitness coach gets all a bit twitchy and he's like, um, two more with him there. Like, you know, and you, then he's got, because you'll see threes max, whatever you go. You think what's this game? Mm. Mm. And there's a few that, that go single like single sub is a red flag. Single sub is a red flag. Unless he's been asked. Oh yeah, yeah. But would a manager ask one? Oh yeah, if someone's gone down, then you you'll see that. Yeah, there's someone, that, and they sort of run out like a hero, don't they? There's a bit too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a WWE wrestling ring walk. It's like, like they're stripping off as they go. Gone, gone. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit much that, isn't it? I think sometimes when... And also... The happy medium there. There's not mentality when a player's rolling around in agony and it's almost like they've gone, now's my time. <laughs> like, coming out to take the glory. That that, that whole substitute thing, now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> I was the most substituted player in the Premier League at one, one time. Wow. I think Milner beat my record. Uh, so I've been out there a lot, right? <laughs> and... Um, you're just bringing it all home it's something that I always think about the games and we always discuss the games I think about that whole substitute rig rule is mad isn't it yeah. when you go down there and you basically like pretend to stretch and you're on your knee and you're like you kind of like and you're just chatting to a couple of the other subs mm. 
It's and they get abused from behind. You can't see. Abuse I can't see. Sit down. I don't know what's worse. The abuse that you get from fans, right, from warming up in front of them, away fans, or the home fans that kind of applaud you for being a substitute. And yeah. I've been guilty of it. Like, I've applauded subs as they come down. I've never really understood why team. I've done it. No, from no, the home the team. Home team. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I've, I mean, I that's, kind of, have... that's kind of a highlight as for being a sub though. that's one of the main reasons Actually, why you do go out as a sub is nice yeah. is it when you get when you come out and you get a, you get a ripple from this side yeah. and then usually it's you know the, the diehards behind the goal yeah. and you get a song sung for you you like and you, well yeah it is like it's like well yeah I know I know I should be out I should be playing <laughs> that's what I feel like well, I, I feel like if... yeah they agree <laughs> yeah. they agree yeah. silly bastard <laughs> but if you're out in a one I get that right if you're if they're saying your name, I get that because clearly it's like there's something that the fans think should be happening. But when you go out as a three mm. and you receive applause from the home fans, I know it's polite. When you really think about it, what the fuck as fans are we applauding? The fact that we're too crap to get in the eleven. <laughs> <laughs> that is it. But like we've said, I've said this before, right? There's no there's no better time. There's no your 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 um your kudos goes up. A hundred times, right? When you're on the bench and your team loses, yeah. right? So like you, sometimes you can be a better player for not playing because <laughs> honestly, because say if you've been dropped, yeah. you've played the last few games, everyone's what we've won, it's all been going great, and they drop, you get dropped. That team loses, like well, the kudos with the fans, like well, we never played him. You know, people are always looking for reasons why you didn't win. Mm. So sometimes, even when you're injured and you're you're at home and you're watching the game on telly. And I don't care what you say. As, as players, we're selfish, right? And I'm not saying you want your team to lose, but you don't want people playing in your position to do well. Yeah. Um, and if your team does happen to lose and you're at home like, and people are talking about you, going, mm. well, you know, he was injured, he never played. You, you, you kind of... And then when you come back in, it's like right. that. And then you win, it's like what's well, down, to, down to you. There's really a mentality, I think, when you're looking at players that you go let's say you either of you haven't played for 90 minutes right most fans mentality i think naturally goes to they should have come on because the result could have been different rather than it's good they didn't come on otherwise you would have lost by even more mm, yeah. it's rarely mm. that way very rarely you that. Think yeah. very rarely that yeah. is it no have you ever done that one right where say your team's losing three nil and there's three of you out as a sub and um you know the assistant goes out to get you and he goes like and you go like, or you go like, <laughs> <laughs> and like, and I'm thinking to myself, please be fucking him. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I have heard that. So you know, you know I what I mean? It's like, and you go, and you go like, like, yeah, yeah. And then he goes, and you go, fuck with that. Yeah. But also on the other way, where you want to come on, and you, yeah, and he, like, and he, he gives you that one, and you yeah, go, and he goes, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nothing worse when there's two forwards on the bench right there's I think there's nothing worse personally so especially when there was two up front on the pitch yeah. you've got a sub two forward subs and they go uh, and you go okay, okay. not you <laughs> <laughs> and then so there's another forward to come on to change the game so you're not even the you're not one of the two yeah, you're, you're, fifth... not, you're not even the, the <laughs> sub to come on to change it and then you don't get on like oh my god! Like how how do you feel? Yeah. What yeah. about um? 
Okay, have you ever gone out on a warm-up? So do you think the manager ever looks at you guys warming up and sort of no. as if to go like, oh no, no. he looks sprightly. No, no, no. He's got too much it's, to think about. They're not looking at no. it. So you've never done the opposite of that and tried to like, you've gone out, you don't really fancy getting involved in this one. It, it, your stock will go down slightly, you think, if you join the game. And you're sort of hobbling slightly up and down the line, <laughs> no, just no, looking no. a bit lethargic. No. You always want to get on. Like afterwards, yeah. if I haven't, if I've warmed up for the whole game and I haven't had a minute, it, it, that's the lowest mm. you, you feel as a mm. footballer. I think it's like he didn't even think that I could have changed it. You know, what I mean that's that's a low point. I think, and then you run after the game and all that. That is. It always looks a bit loose, women. It looks like when there's three of you out there, especially if there's three from the other team as well. You often see a few chats going on on the yeah sort of towards the corner flag, yeah, yeah. you know. You're all pretending to stretch, yeah. kind yeah. of thing. It is a pretend, the, as well, the, yeah. the pretending stretch. Yeah, I wonder why they like you can't take like a f- the um sports not sports scientist. Who would it be? Not the physio. Yeah, fitness coach. Fitness coach. So, so take someone out there. Yeah, and, they, do and they do some little drills. They just sort of leave something. It to was, it, was it at Fulham where they had the the, the bikes? Oh, they had the bikes because yeah. the astro turf on the was side next to the well, rugby. They use them, don't they? Yeah. In the rugby, they warm up the, areas. Yeah. But, but so what, I, what I never got about a bike is like if I warm if I warm up, I feel really <laughs> stiff going onto a pitch. Mm. Like bikes aren't built for me. Like it's a totally different sport. Like if I'm cycling, like I'm leaning over and I'm kind of doing something that I wouldn't do. Mm. And that's why I never got about doing a bit of cycling to warm up for the football match. Oh right, okay. You know what I mean? It's, it's yeah. a totally different sport. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't understand how that warms me up. For 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 running around, yeah, I don't know what manager that was with. It's not it's not still there, is it? At Fulham, it wasn't no. there when I was there. It was before my time. You know, when you're doing the warm up on the side, are you just deciding what you do? Yeah, and as a three, you just sort of naturally start doing the same. Yeah, yeah. Usually, usually, yeah. If someone, if someone, I remember when you go up and down when someone's doing like a like something different to what I was I've been doing I go, oh yeah that's a good one I'll do that one now yeah, yeah. Like, do you, do you do that? yeah. some some people <laughs> some people will just go down literally have one jog two jog three jog stay there and just stretch or just sort of stand and pretend to stretch and watch the game whereas some others would go no I need to be I need to be on this if I I could come on did you feel you could get away with saying more because you were far away from the manager so therefore the chats that you could have were a bit more spicy yeah, you yeah. gotta be careful the, what, with the, the, with the, the other subs. Yeah, yeah, but you gotta be careful now with the cameras. That's, I think yeah. hence why Ivan does the. I think hand that should over be banned in football. That, by the way, I that think that was... should be a straight yellow. Yeah. I think as fans, you should be entitled to see what. Let's say. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Could you Someone... imagine what the subs are saying down there? He's fucking having one. Uh, yeah. How are you not playing? You should be playing. Yeah, it's all like a big <laughs> pat on the back down there, is it? <laughs> like, how are you not playing? Fucking hell. <laughs> He's shite, him. Oh, do you? So you're all like the rejected ones at a school disco, but you're all telling each other you're beautiful. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah. 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 I can't believe that. How's you playing? How do you? Even from the other team as well. Yeah, it's a bit. It's a bit of both. Yeah, that's really funny. It's like a little kind of club of rejects. <laughs> a club of rejects. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, it's all coming out now. It's all coming out, yeah. You're making me really kind of think about the substitute role as it's it's something that I kind of almost wiped my mind about. about. Like, But it was it's a big part of my life. But then, you, act, you know what? They, they actually don't call them subs now. They call them finishers because they're coming on to finish the game. Well, we were talking about really? this before yeah, the podcast yeah. today. Well, so you got fluffers and finishers. <laughs> yeah. 
We were just talking before the game, <laughs> yeah. me and Sid, he was asking how things are going on at Watford and it feels to me that for 65 minutes we play this team right, but then we're sort of waiting for these specific subs that come on and we tend to be a bit more, um, we tend to get a bit more of a result. We seem to attack and it's more exciting. Mm-hmm. But it's almost like we're playing this game for 25 minutes or so and it's, it's like we need to get to that point and then we bring on the subs. Right. But we have been talking about subs in almost a bit of a derogatory way, rejects and stuff like that. But when you know you're going to be that impact player, and Crouchy, I think for a period of your career, you knew that you were playing that role as that guy that could come on and change the game. Are you therefore preparing that whole game, warming up differently, knowing that you're going to come on rather than just being another option? No, no, no. Obviously... Obviously, we're joking about it there, and it's you know rejects this and that. But there were times towards the end of my career where I I knew that I could get, you know, I could win the ma- matches for mm. us because in the end, you know, even if I, if I started a game, we're all trying to play like the correct way. Do you know what I mean? But as soon as we're two 0 down, it's like, well, hold on, hit, let's hit the big man. Like, so I'm now the focal point. So I actually really enjoyed playing those last fifteen minutes where every, people are hitting me from everywhere, and I'm getting it on the chest, and it was like I, every the whole team revolves around me. It's like, get it into me. I can chest it down. I can, you know, we're playing high up. I can get, you know, little uh, touches off to people. They can have shots or, you know, we're getting crosses in and I'm, I'm having efforts and goals. So would you have your eye on the clock almost knowing? Like, yeah, it's like, like, like any minute now, yeah, it's like heart rate starts to go a bit more. I know, I know. Yeah. I know that I've got to be up and down. You know, I know that I'm ready to come on and have a massive influence. And then, like, there'll be times where I've got, I've picked around the matchup and I've, I've, I've scored, like, one or two goals. Um, in, in the last 15 minutes of the match uh, like if you think about the physical z- exertion everyone else has done then all of a sudden I've got man of the match and I've scored a goal and it's like all about me the next day and I've only played 15 minutes but the game revolved around me do you know what I mean it was yeah. like so if you're not ready for that then yeah. but there's the element to that when you are a sub you, you're watching a game obviously from the side of the pitch you can see where it needs to when you come on what needs to be done yeah so that's a positive as well that's true yeah you get a different and what information is given to you you know when you're on the bench how much are you liaising with and you're talking about so much information being available now how much is actually getting to you do you all have screens in front do you have technicians that or, or people in another bit of the stadium that are feeding in stuff to that how much information's mm. constantly coming to you as a substitute yeah that's that's, that's not to the to the subs yeah is it not no, 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 when you're coming on though yeah yeah it's yeah, gone yeah, down the to the ipads and more set pieces right when you come on free kicks corners against this is who you're marking you'll be dedicated a person mm. or a zone attacking this is where you need to be mm. yeah. so that side of it or and it just be a little it's when you come on but until then you're just watching the game really yeah, yeah. basically basically yeah. trying to trying to take it in and see I'd, like I'd watch the centre halves and kind of see how they how they are you know how they've um, you know if it's for instance like say if I'm watching Kevin Jones play at, me, at Stoke or you know Torres or whatever yeah. at Liverpool, someone like that, and I'm on the bench. I, I'm watching and like, so if he's going up for a header, like you see centre half might back might be backing off, and I'm thinking, oh, so if I get on, I can take it. I can t- mm. turn. I'd not thought or, of that. That as subs, you're you, obviously if you're coming on, you're affecting a position. So a lot of your game, you, I'm you're, just you're actually yeah, just so watching. I'm watching yeah. Hard, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. seeing how they how they operate and things like that. And I'm thinking, if you pull like over one side, like does he go with you? Or does he let you go on the full back? Uh, if I go short, does he come with me? Mm. Um, because if he doesn't, then I, I, could, I can get turned. Mm. Um, little things like that. like um, And so, so many 
things that really helped when you come on. Yeah, same for you, Sid. So yeah. you're just focusing. Yeah, you're watching that. it from a different point. You're going, right, okay, when I come on, he's the person that's going to be coming, potentially coming off, hasn't done this. So if I'm coming on, I need to make sure that I'm going to do this. Do that, yeah. Yeah. So. I've enjoyed this pod today. Mm. It feels yeah. like it's been a bit down memory lane for you in terms yeah. of just that you feeling. Know what? And... You forget those feelings that you have within football sometimes because like, it's not as if I talk about, you know, my football all the time. So when we come here and do this, it's like, and then that you kind of forget how much I've done kind of on the bench, like with the warming up kind of thing and you know, all those memories that it's brought back for me. Yeah, yeah. it's like, Crazy. Well, as Steve said, look out for them single subs. What do you describe them as? A red flag. It's a red flag. <laughs> look out this weekend for those uh, single subs. Because uh, they're the parched, <laughs> parched subs. You know what we're going to get as well? You know when we, say, when we say these things? It's like someone will be sat behind the bench, right? And uh, one will go. And they'll go, they'll film it. 100% they'll be filmed. And I can't wait to see Well, why don't we just name and shame someone as well and give them a right to reply. You know, the yeah. manager sent me out sort yeah, of yeah. thing. One of those. There but he goes on his own. Let's let's keep an eye out this weekend. That could be good fun. And a reminder, as always, we now do um, two pods a week, really. There's a bonus podcast that we do on a Friday where we talk about the games that are coming up in the weekend ahead. We've got a little league going. Uh, so if you haven't got involved in that yet, the Friday podcast, it still hasn't really got a name, um, but check that out. I think people are quite liking that the podcast seem quite irregular at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and obviously, yeah. this is a job that we're all doing. So, um, you know, it's, it's vital work that we're... Well, it's vital. Um, we need to justify two a week. <laughs> All right, then, let's get into a few messages. I've got one here from Ryan. He says, I was on the pitch at the Emirates for Arctic Monkeys a while back, but it made me realise how clear and visible faces in the stands are for players. Um, did you find yourself noticing certain people every week? Do you know what? I've always thought this. I went to Elton John at Vicarage Road and was on the pitch and it felt amazing. And I, I thought exactly the same. You sort of look around and go, God, this must be what it's like for players. You can see people. Yeah. You can, yeah. yeah you can. I know you boys are used to it, but it's a very unusual feeling going on the pitch for a, a concert or mm. a festival sort of thing. I used to see, I used to see my dad every time. I mean, we discussed this before, yeah. but like I, my dad would always get in the ground early and he's six foot five, right? So I can I can spot him early. So it used to make me feel comfortable seeing my dad. Mm. So like when I saw him, I was like, and he knew that. So that's what he'd always arrive early. So there was less people there. Yeah. So he'd give me a wave and I'd go, right, when I score or if I score, that's where I go. You know, like I'd run over to him and, and then quite often I'd see him when I had scored and he's going like mental. Yeah, but from it the, made me feel good. Yeah. But from the fans' point of view, it looks like you're pointing up in the general area. They it's just a bit like, think I'm pointing. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It's a bit like what you're talking about, the substitutes. It's almost like you've got to go, no, not you, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> my dad was the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah, He used to wear a big like sort of cream coat as well so he'd make, spot make sure I could spot him. Did you um, have anyone like over the course of like, you know, Fulham or Brighton or someone where you like, did have a season ticket where you'd know where they'd be? No, or just really, just yeah. I think person. I was on the pitch, on the pitch, unless you see an absolute rocket, mm. maybe. <laughs> 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 Does it, do you, can you, if you see one, to be fair, I've always wondered this, and not just that, but like, if you see one particular fancy dress, do you find yourself in the game constantly just going like, like no yeah when you're in the game when you're in game mode you're in game mode like mm. honestly when like, my, my boys can't believe I say this when I'm on the pitch the whole everything everything off that grass might as well not be there mm. see I can't understand that but then obviously when there's a goal or there's a game it. you hear it but you don't 
You're just so engrossed in the game. Yes, yeah, that, that's the same with me. I don't think I ever thought about individual people. No. Like, it's, just, it's all a big mass of one thing. But you knew where, say, your dad was, so you could sort of point... Yeah, so I know yeah. where my dad and was. Then, I know where the away fans are, yeah. and I know where the home fans are. But other than that, it's just it's just like red, blue, and my dad. Yeah. And, that, and that's it. You see, I was at England, Australia, not too long ago, and... Um, there was a couple of the players' wives and, and girlfriends where I was sitting and um, the, all the players are pointing up, exactly. And I'm like, bloody hell, have you scoped out the geography of Wembley Stadium before Dude, no. before an international? Yeah, but to you, be able you, got, to... you got to remember that like, when you get tickets for people, you know exactly where they're going to be sitting in that ground. So you've got 90,000 people, but you know the section that your yeah. tickets are. And some, sometimes, you know when players come out before a game reading the programme, you go, oh, like I'd say to whoever's, where are tickets today? And they go, oh, they're in that corner there. So then I'd know where my family was. Or yeah. Because especially if I had my missus and kids there, I'd want to know like, they're, they're kind of safe. Do you know what I mean? Have you been to a gig at a stadium? Yeah. It's quite, is it, well, I guess for you, it's just walking out on the pitch. Well, I watched you at Wembley, what's oh, the yeah. summertime ball? <laughs> That was, that was a role reversal. Yeah, were you coming on to that since? A million percent. I know that was a role reversal. No, I mean, I was, I was watching him at Wembley. <laughs> Mate, I was at Wembley Stadium <laughs> presenting this thing and then I'd point up at Crouchy to give him a little <laughs> <laughs> So was it was it the, was it the same for you? Were you like right? Where's my tickets? Where's Crouchy? Yeah, I went, I went be? out before someone yeah. was reading the program. And I was like, <laughs> where's Crouchy. where's the friends and family? Please <laughs> point Crouchy out in the stand. <laughs> I'm all over that. I'm good for that. Okay. Any other messages? Right, we got a message from Mark. Uh, this is this is brilliant. So during the summer. We were around my mate's house for a barbecue and we started playing killer darts. And every time a player was knocked out of the match, they would have to go into the six by eight foot shed, which was about 30 degrees, and wait there until the game oh, was killer over. Killer great darts When the game drew to an end, the shed was full of seven of us with the winning player <laughs> standing in the garden and then come out to shout, Eggy Boff, first one oh, to leave. Oh. So as you can imagine, this got very uncomfortable, but nobody was leaving. So after an hour, we decided to up up the intensity and turn on the electric heater they had stored in the shed. As you can imagine, all our wives and girlfriends were very confused to why we were sitting in this shed and started to get very annoyed with us. So so to try and force us to leave the shed, they threw a bag of dog shit in with us. Horrendous. (laughs) Oh my God. This is in the summer as well. So eventually, after a couple of hours, one of the lads finally left, but it turns out another member of the group who was wearing white shorts had sharted and sat in his own shit throughout the game. No, if this if this is real, because there's a slight element oh of Jay from in between us here that I can't... <laughs> yeah. But if this is real, that wow. is horrendous. I think the Eggy Boff thing, right? I, we've had a couple of these where heat's involved, you know, like turning out the heating and that. I think you've got to be careful on that. You've got to be careful. <laughs> I think as as kind of like Eggy Boff enthusiasts ourselves, do you, I do think you've got to be careful. I think awkward over potentially dangerous is is a better way to go. There's a saying here, yeah. Boff responsibly. <laughs> If you don't enjoy it, if you're by all boff, means, yeah. you get a buff, do it responsibly. Yeah. 
I don't know, what, Steve. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I, uh, I, I, I think, think it's, it's a little it's, bit. It's not. It's, it's not. a little bit far fetched. Yeah, it's, that's not. If sport. that is real, that's unreal. Fair play to if they're in there. Like, oh, it's a great, great game. <laughs> yeah, Dog shit from the girlfriends is a great touch, though. It was a lovely way to try and kind of get the game done, but mm. um, but you can't have people sort of. I remember I had a question. I know we talked about this on the pod before. I went. I was in the south of France, a load of friends, a group of um, girls, like and, and boys together, and uh, we we had a question, and the question went on for so long that it was like a two two and a half day, three days. So we were at lunch, and all the boys were just staring into space. You know, we get a football question, and the girls were like guessing. They were they were just fuming with us, like just kind of taking it all away from them. Felt bad, but it was a question. Mm. You can't go back on the question. What do you mean a question? Do you mean so like the, the like one of What's those of one answer? of those name six teams that one have da da da, and then you literally can't leave until you. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean it's the best. It's the best question I've ever had. I'm not going to say it now because it's gonna it's gonna affect you. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, will you say it next podcast? Well, if I say it now, you're gonna it's gonna affect you for the rest of the day and tomorrow. Save it for the Friday one. All right. Yeah. Save for the Friday one because then I can discuss I it like the weekend. Ones. Yeah. Okay. Save for the Friday one. It, it's a it's a three day. I mean, if you're a top football man, it's a one day question potentially two. It's above me, I feel. But for an average football connoisseur, it's a three day. I would. So, love, you, do you know the question? I've got a feeling. I I you know the reminds question. me of something. I, I I feel like I've been involved in this before. Um, give a clue. We, give oh, a clue on the question. Just see if Pete's. Says yes or no? No, no, no. I don't know. But you I don't know. know the question. No, no, no. But I, I've got a feeling I've been involved with this, so I don't know the question. Are we saying though that this is like potential spare room? It's a night wrecker. Oh, it's a night. Was well, it? It's, it's a night wrecker. It's a day wrecker. All you think about it's on your mind constantly. So you're almost saying, just from a health point of view, you don't want to say the question in case it's going to ruin your life. Right. Okay. Well, let's think on. If you want to hear the question, let us know. Um, yeah, it feels like you've got some dangerous sort of information here. That, yeah, well, maybe. potentially I'll do it on the Friday pod, right? Um, we've got to wrap this up. Right, so this is the last podcast before Crouch Fest. Um, please enjoy it. We're, we're really looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Um, go easy in the day. Uh, it's a long evening. Um, so please drink responsibly. Chumbawamba. Chumbawamba. But it is massive. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. This episode is brought to you by a load of pricks.net. We are the experts in selling houses. Chris couldn't sell his house. What did you do, Chris? I couldn't sell my house for love nor money, Crouchy. Three different offers I had, all at the last minute, fell through. 
I turned around to my wife and said, what can we do to sell this house? Every estate agent is failing us. Then I told her, let's go to a load of pricks.net. But Chris, what did a load of pricks do for you? They were brilliant, Crouchy. They sold my house right away. The sign had barely gone up when a well-dressed gentleman came along and offered me twice the asking price. Chris, would you use a load of pricks again? I'd use them every time, Crouchy. Go to a load of pricks.net. They will sell your house like no other. Load of pricks, load of pricks.net.